0: Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled The Cities of the Statue, Part 6. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Again, Please accept my apology for the mispronunciation of any words. They are found mostly in commentary. Regardless, please accept my apologies. We also want to extend our heartfelt sadness to all those who have acquired coronavirus or as it is becoming better known in the United States as COVID-19. Know that you are being prayed for. You are being prayed for to have a full recovery, regardless of age, as well as a miraculous blessing and healing. Remember, those of you who follow Christ, we have an opportunity to miraculously pray for healing. I encourage those of you who are well to actively pray that our God will heal those who are sick and that He will also keep those who are well. To allow us, who are well, unusual opportunities to witness to those who have become infected and now are wrestling with this illness. Please remember, above all else, respect, especially for those who are sick. However, I will caution you, to be mindful of people's condition. If they are not up to witnessing, minister to them in acts of service and love. Do not force yourself on anyone, especially those who are sick. There are many creative ways we can do this, so please be mindful of the situation. Witness in new and creative ways that keep everyone, including you, safe. While I have new information, this also is a review to bring a lot of what we learned into a better realm of understanding. Please understand as well, this is not meant to sound as if there is no caring or lacking of feeling for those who are sick. Next week. I will be dedicating one full episode to the coronavirus. In many ways, it does fulfill end time prophecy. We will take a look at this more fully next week. With regard to last week, in our episode, The Cities of the Statue, Part 5, we finished our learning about Nebuchadnezzar's disturbing dream. It is a portion of that dream we looked at in all five episodes, as it professes a very long time period, the end of which is still very much open, but very much closer to us now. Last week, we saw the meaning of the feet of clay and iron. They represent much, among which we found a period of time that is referenced to the seven-year tribulation found best in the book of Revelation. With regard to last week's study, the Antichrist is now in full form. The world, whether it believes he is such, is no longer a real question. The saved in Christ are now gone. So, some may well be learning in only one of two ways of which Many will fall on the side of evil and the devil. It should be remembered the Western and Eastern world of the day, in older times, is under the reign of the Caesars. That is plural. They ruled the Roman Empire from 146 BC through 395 AD. That is, five hundred and forty-one years total. The birth, life, and death of Jesus occurs in this part of the timeline we now call history. In this episode, we will look at all the parts of the statue to see what, if anything else, can be learned from this statue, to see what else it may reveal to us today. Let us get into this and see what all this study has availed us. This passage of scripture is a bit long. Please listen carefully. Daniel is interpreting the entire dream, to the king. You, O king, are the king of kings. The God of heaven has granted you sovereignty, power, strength, and honor. Wherever human beings, wild animals, and birds of the sky live, he has given them into your power. He has given you authority over them all. You are the head of gold. Now, after you, another kingdom will arise, one inferior to yours. Then a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule in all the earth. Then there will be a fourth kingdom, one strong like iron, just like iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And as iron breaks in pieces all these metals, so it will break in pieces and crush the others in that you were seeing feet and toes partly of what clay and partly of iron so this will be a divided kingdom some of the strength of iron and partly of clay in that the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay the latter stages of this kingdom will be partly strong and partly fragile and in that you saw iron Mixed with wet clay, so people will be mixed with one another without adhering to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will raise up an everlasting kingdom that will not be destroyed, and a kingdom that will not be left to another people. It will break in pieces and bring about the demise of all these kingdoms but it will stand forever. You saw that a stone was cut out from a mountain, but not by human hands. It smashed the iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold into pieces. The great God has made known to the king what will occur in the future. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is reliable. Daniel chapter 2, verses 37 through 45. King Nebuchadnezzar has seen an impressive image in his dream. It has meaning that pertains to King Nebuchadnezzar's present times as well as times in the future that we are now living in. Let us start by looking at the ruling powers and the animals associated with them. Scripture tells us the following. The head is fine gold. It is the Chaldean dynasty. Nebuchadnezzar II is king. The animal is the lion. The chest and arms are made of silver. It is now the rule of the Achaemenid Empire. It is ruled by King Cyrus the Great. The animal is the bear. The belly and thighs are made of bronze. It is now the Hellenistic era. Alexander the Great is king. The associated state animal is the leopard. The legs are of iron. This is the largest Roman influence as Rome dominates both the western and eastern worlds of the day. It is the reign of the Caesars of some 541 years. It is extremely important to understand that Jesus Christ was born of human flesh in this same time period. It is also very interesting that this form of government and its associated animal is the dragon or the beast. Both animals equated with the devil. This is where this starts, that which we are familiar with today. The feet, they are made of iron and clay. They are now ten kings and kingdoms. The New World Order is what many call this form of government in today's life. Remember, the feet are made partly of both clay and iron. The dragon or the beast were also in the legs, presently believed to be the revived Roman Empire. The time period of the revived Roman Empire is still unknown. However, it is much closer now than ever before. Other than the present fact, we understand this period of time as the seven-year tribulation. Notice, there is no animal association with the legs and feet. Only a reference to the Antichrist. The only definitive animal association in either case was the dragon or the beast, or in other words, the Antichrist. Only three animals are referenced in correct order the lion, the bear, and the leopard. Present day countries associated with these animals. Is as follows Belgium, Belgic lion of mythical form, Czech Republic, double tailed lion of mythical form only, Iran, Asiatic lion, North Macedonia, the Macedonian heraldy lion, Netherlands, heraldic symbol lion, Netherlands, royal national animal lion bulgaria ethiopia gambia kenya liberia libya luxembourg morocco syria leone singapore sri lanka togo and the united kingdom known today as england simply the lion then with a notice of sorts North Macedonia, in parentheses, in Macedonian heraldry, the lion. In this list, we have arguably fourteen countries represented by an animal without any other reference as the lion. Thirteen for certain. However, keep Iran in the back of your mind as we look further. Now, the bear. Notably, in only three countries: Finland, brown bear, Taiwan, Formosian black bear, Russia, Eurasian brown bear. Have you noticed how Russia has been gaining geopolitical power and placement these days? Only two countries have a national animal of the brown bear, which is the first thought when first reference to a bear is thought of or given. Leastwise, with many people in the States, Russia is one of the two mentioned, that which we today associate with the land of Magog. Quoting for greater understanding, a proper translation of Rosh clearly shows that Ezekiel, chapter 38, is referring to Russia. Rosh was the ancient name of Russia, once called Rus. Many commentaries and encyclopedias recognize this. The Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown commentary states that the, quote, chief prince, end quote, should be translated, quote, Prince of Rosh, spelled R-O-S-H, or Ros, spelled R-H-O-S, in brackets, Septuagint. The modern Russians may have hence assumed their name as Moscow and Tobolsk from Meshach and Tubal. One reason Rosh is typically not translated as a proper noun is that scholars believed Rosh, unlike the other names listed in Ezekiel, chapter 38, was not a known land or a name of a person. Rosh, like Gog, isn't listed in the great list of progenitors found in Genesis chapter 11. However, Rosh is used as a name in Genesis chapter 46, verse 21. More importantly, Rosh referred to a well-known place and people in what is modern-day Iran. Do you remember that from our list and what I told you? It is found in ancient Assyrian manuscripts by the name Rasu, spelled R-A-S-U. The Khorsabad inscription of Sargon, dating to the 700s BC, describes this land, the land of Rasu, of the boundary of Elam, which is beside the Tigris from an internet article is russia in the bible could a nation that today spans nine time zones be left out of bible prophecy by david vegel december 27th 2017 found on watchjerusalem.co.il now finally the leopard Afghanistan. Snow leopard. Iran. Persian leopard. Pakistan. Snow leopard. Rwanda and Somalia. Leopard. Two countries have the snow leopard as their national animal. Two countries have just the leopard. Iran is the only country with an entirely different lion. The Persian leopard. From List of National Animals, Wikipedia and or AnimalSake.com It is interesting that Iran is the only country with two animals on the list. Again, my apologies for mispronunciation. Wikipedia says, Iran, Persian Iran. Please note. There is a straight line over the letter A in Iran, making its pronunciation Iran. Iran, Persian Iran, also called Persia, and officially the Islamic Republic of Iran. Persian, Jamhuri, ye El ye Iran. My apologies once again for pronunciation is a country in Western Asia with eighty three million inhabitants. Iran is the world's eighteenth most populous country. Its territory spans one million six hundred forty eight thousand one hundred ninety five kilometers squared or six hundred thirty six 1372 square miles making it the second largest country in the middle east and the 17th largest in the world the forms of government associated with the animals are as follows the chaldean dynasty and the lion the achaemenid empire and the bear the hellenistic era and the leopard. Notice, only two outright forms of government are listed while the Hellenistic era is mentioned also. This short section from Wikipedia gives better understanding to what the Hellenistic era was and its effects on the then, modern day, world. It reads as follows. The Hellenistic period covers the period of Mediterranean history between the death of Alexander the Great in three twenty three b c and the emergence of the Roman Empire as signified by the Battle of Actium in thirty one b c and the conquest of Ptolemaic Egypt the following year. The ancient Greek word Hellas eleas, Is the original word for Greece, from which the word Hellenistic was derived. During the Hellenistic period, Greek culture, influence, and power reached the peak of its geographical expansion, being dominant in the Mediterranean world and most of the West and Central Asia, even in parts of the Indian subcontinent, experiencing prosperity. And progress in the arts, exploration, literature, theater, architecture, music, mathematics, philosophy, and science. It is often considered a period of transition, sometimes even of decadence or degeneration, compared to the enlightenment of the Greek classical era. The Hellenistic period saw the rise of New Comedy, Alexandrian poetry, the Septuagint, and the philosophies of Stoicism, Epicureanism, and Pyrrhonism. Greek science was advanced by the works of the mathematician Euclid and the polymath Archimedes. The religious sphere expanded to include new gods. Lowercase g, new gods such as the Greco-Egyptian Serapis, Eastern deities such as Attis and Cybele, and a syncretism between Hellenistic culture and Buddhism in Bactria and Northwest India. After Alexander the Great's invasion of the Achaemenid Empire, in 330 BC, and its disintegration shortly after, the Hellenistic kingdoms were established throughout Southwest Asia, Seleucid Empire, Kingdom of Pergamon, Northeast Africa, Ptolemaic Kingdom, and South Asia, Greco-Bactrian Kingdom, Indo-Greek Kingdom. The Hellenistic period was characterized by a new wave of Greek colonization which established Greek cities and kingdoms in Asia and Africa. This resulted in the export of Greek culture and language to those new realms, spanning as far as modern-day India. Equally, however, these new kingdoms were influenced by the indigenous cultures adopting local practices for beneficial, necessary, or convenient. Hellenistic culture thus represents a fusion of the ancient Greek world with that of the Near East, Middle East, Northeast Africa, and Southwest Asia. This mix gave rise to a common Attic-based Greek dialect known as Koine Greek, that is spelled K-O-I-N-E, Greek, which became the lingua franca through the Hellenistic world. Please accept my apologies for any mispronunciations. My apologies to you. That should help you better understand the global impact of the day that the hellenistic era had on more than just greece alone now given that two periods of history have no animal association but are attributed by the antichrist alone what if anything do the animals mean if anything at all many well known prophetic people and so-called ministers, put great definition on these animals. However, with the articles just quoted, we found one other country that was in our list, Iran and the Persian leopard. You should also remember well, in our first list for the lion, which was the largest list, Iran also had a lion. Hmm. Both a lion and a leopard. It is possible something has been missed by ignoring this portion of land. Remember what we said as we looked at the statue's body parts and their definitions. We said, quote, there is no animal association with the legs and feet, only a reference to the Antichrist. The only definitive animal association in either case was the dragon or the beast, or, in other words, the Antichrist. End quote. So, the question to answer is. If the legs and feet represent the dragon or the beast, just what do the other three animals represent? Is it nations, as we have always thought? Or, could the legs and feet of this statue open a vision into what the state animals mean, if anything? I think you can see that navigating this information accurately is difficult. However, that difficulty should never stop us. It should, however, cause us to be cautious when we are researching this subject to be sure what we are learning is accurate. It is all too easy to run off as soon as something gels with what we believe to be the full and correct understanding. Again, this should not stop us from searching this subject and others like it. We should learn prophecy so we better know what is in Scripture that upholds us until this time ends. This time also becomes no longer of any concern to those who know Jesus as Lord and Savior. With that, Let me close with some important passages from our five previous episodes. From episode one, the common market came and grew much bigger than prophecy used in that context which predicts things originally thought to be of the common market. I should also point out, it is now called the European Union. Different names but the same exact political and geopolitical landscape. So, our interpretation of the passages of Scripture that lead us down that road is flawed. We are definitively missing something. So, those Scriptures need a new visit if we are ever to learn the truth. These men of sorcery seem so confident in their own abilities That changed quickly. However, we need to read further. The book of Daniel continues. The wise men replied to the king There is no man on earth who is able to disclose the king's secret, for no king, regardless of his position and power, has ever requested such a thing from any magician, astrologer, or wise man. What the king is asking is too difficult, and no one exists who can disclose it to the king except for the gods, but they don't live among mortals. Daniel chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. Isn't it interesting? Verse 10 opens with, There is no man on earth who is able to disclose the king's secret not even any magician, astrologer, or wise man. Verse 11 makes this worse, as it also states, No one exists who can disclose it to the king except for the gods, but they don't live among mortals. So now what? Then it happens in verse 12. Because of this, the king got furiously angry and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel chapter 2 verse 12. Scripture tells us that Daniel was able to make arrangements with the king to stay the execution of his judgment for another day. In this passage, no specific time is such exactly rendered as a day. End quote from Episode 2, quote, The Dream and Its Interpretation. Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream a great metallic image which was terrible to look upon, but a statue and, as it manifests from the following description, a statue in human form. Quoting, the world power is in all its phases one. Therefore, all these phases are united in the vision in one image. End quote. The appearance of the colossal image was terrible, not only on account of its greatness and its metallic splendor, but because it represented the world power of fearful import to who? The people of God. End quote. From the Kyle and Delich Bible Commentary on the Old Testament. Note, the word, quote, who, end quote, was added for the emphasis of making a stronger point. Nebuchadnezzar saw two impressive things Among many more. However, here there are two things we should take note of given their great importance. The foremost is the fact this was indeed a human form statue. However, here is the first and probably the most stunning statement of this image it is the fact the statue is actually different world powers at different times however the entire statue is always a world power singular as commentary states quote the world power is in all its phases one therefore all these phases are united in the vision in one image." This is a huge comment on this passage and the statue seen by Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar saw much more than a simple statue of different metals and clay. This commentary passage further states, the appearance of the colossal image was terrible, not only on account of its greatness and its metallic splendor, but because it represented the world power of fearful import to the people of God. Wow! What a statement! From episode 3, he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Now I am about to return to engage in battle with the prince of Persia. When I go, the prince of Greece is coming. Daniel chapter 10 verse 20 Commentary on this passage says, Prince of Grecia, or Greece, shall come. Alexander the Great, who conquered Persia and favored the Jews, rather, as the prince of Persia, is an angel, representing the hostile world power. So the prince of Grecia is a fresh angelic adversary, representing Greece. When I am gone forth from conquering the Persian foe, a fresh one starts up, namely, the world power that succeeds Persia. Greece, Antiochus Epiphanes, and his antitype. Antichrist, but him, too, with the help of Michael, Israel's champion, I shall overcome. From Jameson, Bossett, and Brown Commentary Critical and Explanatory on the Whole Bible, 1871. It would appear that what we are seeing in the book of Daniel Is possibly, basically, real time. However, it clearly moves into the supernatural and a future time that is less future to us today, but in some ways still a bit future, even for us. Commentary told us this the Persian monarchy being. Translated to the Grecians, the evil spirit began to work among them to put them on doing mischief to the people of God. So, the Grecian form of government is not dead. It is, in fact, being translated into the Grecian form of government a not-so-nice form of government as it once was. Notice, too, we are now talking about the Antichrist. Only three of five parts to the statue, and we are already seeing the Antichrist on scene and at his evil work. In spiritual form? Yes. In actual, physical form? Well, kinda, sorta, maybe. People who suit the need at the time, but not the one and only Antichrist. Prophecy speaks of his return. However, the real Antichrist awaits for the time to be right in his mind for a return in a most deceptive form. From Episode 4. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and smashes all things, and as the iron that shatters all these, it will crush and shatter. Daniel chapter two, verse forty, from Green's literal translation. Before we look at commentary, look at what this passage alone says: The metals get weaker from top to bottom now there is only one more weaker than all the rest below these legs of iron yet look at what these legs of iron do look at the second half of daniel chapter 2 verse 40 where it says just like iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything and as iron breaks in pieces all of these metals, so it will break in pieces and crush the others. Wow! Very impressive. Even as the iron has the strength to break all other parts of the humanoid body, it too, the iron, shall also break. Please note, these metals represent government forms both past and future. We may also see elements of these forms of government presently, degrading and causing a degradation, causing present governments to lose much of their influential power and strength. From Episode 5, The Feet of Iron and Clay, The Dragon or the Beast and What we previously identified as the Roman Empire Revived. There are now ten kings and kingdoms identifying the seven-year period in the book of Revelation. It is identified as the last period of time before Christ returns to earth with His people, His kingdom of everlasting saints. On planet Earth, the New World Order is in the working state for sure. Remember, the feet are made partly of both iron and clay. Presently believed to be the revived Roman Empire with ten kingdoms, each with their own king. We now have fact to back this, which is based in the Bible. In the Old Testament of all places. The future time period, however, is still not fully known. The assumption, however, is that time is very loose, or a short time from now, of which the coronavirus or COVID-19 is a definite part. Coronavirus is a huge sign of what is to come. As Christ's own people, there should be some excitement that the time is definitely closing. There should also be a sadness for those who will not even allow coronavirus to, at least, cause them to rethink their present state of being. Remember, too, what we said in this episode as well we looked at the statue's body parts and their definitions quote, "we said quote, "notice there is no animal association with the legs and feet only reference to the antichrist the only definitive animal association in either case was the dragon or the beast or In other words, the Antichrist. Next week, we will see how the coronavirus or COVID 19 illness is so much a part of end times prophecy, while quite obviously in the reality of life as it is lived throughout the world. Play or download next week's episode titled Coronavirus, COVID 19. Is it an end time sign? Download this episode next week from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. Please remember, we are praying for you. We wish any and all who are sick with coronavirus or COVID 19, as many call it, that our great and powerful God heals you. Whether you are sick or not, we wish all our listeners well and perfect God-given health. Whether sick or not, may you all be blessed of God in ways you can not only see, but in ways that will give you testimony of His greatness and power. Amen. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved? For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop compliant website. It is a subdomain hosted at site 123com That is SITE one two three dot com. Our site link is unchurched dot dot. This website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with. Find direct links to all our platforms under the podcast menu item. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast platforms. Please use the search phrase Church of the Un insert dash symbol without spaces to find us on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or Spotify, to name a few. We refresh our RSS feed with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. If Podomatic has any server issues, All linked episodes on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher will be unavailable for the duration of the server downtime. We therefore post all episodes on our backup host, www.podcasts.com. That is podcast with an S. Again, our site address is www.podcasts.com or go to anchor.fm forward slash unchurched. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the unchurched.